Welcome back to the Pop In. This is the adjacent podcast of Flop Stars where we run through the big music stories of the week, everything you need to know, and the best new bops on the planet. Flop Stars. We have brand new music on the way from Emery, and I can't remember anyone else because you put the camera thing Son over the, the screen. <laughs> um, Sam Murphy is with me. Hello, Samuel. Hello. How are you? Good. It's good to be face to face once again. Yeah, this will be the last time we're face to face at this stage. We, we're not sure. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. The um, trip keeps extending. Hey, we want to talk about the Ray album as well in a tick. And we have seen Fred again perform a concert. And um, yes. it was my first That's time. You're the rest of Australia. Yeah. Yes. This astonishing phenomenon. We're going to run through whether it's actually worth it or not. Um, <laughs> Like we're doing a, so shady. a finance podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, coming up in just a tick. Dollars down. Yeah. But first, um, why don't we start with the Grammys? Because yes. I feel like it's going to be the last moment that we want to talk about the Grammys. It was a, high, a day of high emotions. Yeah. Um, let's start at the very core. Let's start at the most important bit of the night, the, yeah. the winner for album of the year. Yes. Um, your reflections, 24 hours on, please. <laughs> I mean, I thought this was never going to happen. I thought that Harry was maybe sixth in line for the award. Yeah. And when he got pop vocal album, I thought like, now he's in with a shot. And then when he was losing all the other big categories, I was like, hang on, this category is wide open. And it was yeah. wide open. The whole night was so random. Um, and then it was him. Just <laughs> astonishing. And presented amazing. in the most bizarre of circumstances where an old woman oh, who was professing his love all night. Let's unpack the fan thing first so and foremost. Dumb. So N- dumb. Cole the Abistan is going to haunt my dreams for the rest of my life. It, he looks like the obsessed, you know, that obsessed girlfriend meme that yes. was going around like 10 years ago. He, he is the spitting image of that. It was the most bizarre <laughs> and bonkers situation. And then it went to this woman who was obsessed with Coldplay. And just the way they sat in that circle and these women had given these impassioned moments about why Lizzo should win yeah. and why Kendrick should win. Yeah. And then this woman has to back it up with like Coldplay's music from the spheres. Uh, is I mean, she had a bloody hard job, to be did. fair. She had the hardest job of all, maybe. <laughs> overall presentation of the Grammys in your thoughts? Because I thought it was overall quite an entertaining three and a half hours. I actually think it was much better than previous years. Yeah. And I think it came down to a few factors. I think Bad Bunny starting it was incredible. I thought that Lizzo's performance was great. I thought that um, who else was good? Well, let's talk about the, the Hip Hop 50, 50 thing. thing was, yeah. It was excellent. Yeah, really, really exciting. And it felt dynamic and it felt inclusive. Um, It always goes on too long. But also I loved how they sat people and the dynamic between all of that because Lizzo and Adele were the whole bloody show. Literally. They were so entertaining. (laughs) And when Lizzo got record of the year... She wasn't necessarily in my top picks to get that award, but yeah. when she got it and, and went up and the response between her and Adele, I was like, this is just an incredible Grammys moment. And the way she interacted with Beyonce, I was like, that's what the Grammys all about. Yeah. And then Harry just felt flat the whole night. His performance was flat. The speeches were flat. I just... Yeah, it was a shame. He he looks exhausted. He looks absolutely shattered. Yeah. And I don't blame him either. And he's about to come and do these Australian shows in a matter of weeks oh as my well. God, you're and have to pull him through the airport. <laughs> 
<laughs> just dragging legs first. Literally, it's just so many. It's been show after show after show after show. He looked like he'd lost the will to live. Yeah. And <laughs> he was. you could tell he was genuinely shocked at the end when he won that award. Yeah. And, and it makes sense, and rightfully so. Um, but I, I want to talk about the Hip Hop 50 thing for a second, because I think yeah. that was just such a monumental moment. Yeah. It was like the... One of the rare times they get one of those tributes, right? Literally. Yeah. One and of the it was very so, rare times. It was so... There was so much packed into that 10 minutes. It felt to me like the Super Bowl performance with yeah. Snoop, Dre, etc. But like... 10 times that, 10 times the intensity yeah. on steroids. They were just, it's almost impossible to pick a moment that sort of stood out from that performance. Every oh, little bit of it was the it was perfect so tribute. Good. Even at the end, getting like Lil Uzi to come on and do yeah, you know, some and of the Yeah, and Glow as well yeah. towards the end. I was sitting back in the chair, in a chair, as I was sitting watching, <laughs> um, and I was just scrolling my phone, and I was like, this is going to be another one of those things where they wheel out like every artist who's never, like, Macklemore's going to be on the stage soon. <laughs> and, and then I, with each performer coming out, I was like edging up closer and closer. And then when it got to like, like Big Boy of Outcast, and yeah. then Missy, and then Buster Rhymes Buster. as well, I was like, this is like our whole childhood being relived. It was incredible. Literally. And then straight in from Missy and Buster into Nelly. Yes. Well, I spotted him earlier in the night and I was like, that's strange. Nelly got it. Got the call up. For 2023. But, um, it was great. It was one of the moments they really got right. But the problem was after that, the performance, like I, th- I thought they had something else up their sleeve yeah. because surrounding the big awards, Steve Lacey was good, but it, he should have been earlier on it <laughs> Absolutely. in the evening. Um, and then the rest of the, ca- I mean, Bonnie Raitt winning was a classic Grammys move to just like yep. give it to the legacy artist. Um, Samara Joy, like winning Best New Artist was a bit yeah. unexpected. And then the Lizzo bit was amazing and I could feel like the energy building and I was like, isn't this just going to be the perfect way to lead into Beyonce wins album of the year in the year that she becomes the most decorated Grammys artist ever. And then it just felt like it ended on a big bum note. Also, of course, they put James Corden in charge of the of the announcement Why? of the record-breaking moment. Why? <laughs> Why? And he did it in the most p- passive way. He was like, like he revealed the big exciting thing way too early in, in the way he worded everything. Yeah. And then by the time he got to the name Beyonce, he just went, Beyonce. She was already halfway up to the stage. Literally, it's like Renaissance. I mean, it was be- her, her, she was... In the category with like Diplo and Odessa and stuff, she knew that she was getting up done. on that stage. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was it. and that was another part of it. it. Was like James Corden announcing that winner, and then the first person they cut to is Diplo being yeah. like to someone, oh, uh, uh, "Yeah, makes sense. I think that adds up." <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was interesting. And then she get obviously gets to the end loses. I do feel a bit sorry for Harry because he's caught in the crossfire. Well, this now. is the thing. There was and nothing the wrong. That's far beyond. Yeah, and there was nothing wrong with the Harry album. We absolutely have celebrated that album and we've loved yeah. it. And, and and I'm sure everyone in that category would have. I mean, you saw Lizzo just super wrapped for him as well. Yeah. And to the point of <laughs> filming her own reaction, it's like it's televised to mil- billions of people. Yeah, don't, don't worry. There's going to be plenty of angles yeah. of you, Lizzo. Just uh, ask right. CBS for the footage. Yeah. <laughs> and and I do, you do feel like, you know, you do feel this weird sense of, sorry for him because he's caught in the crossfire of what is now going to be exhausting discourse for a long time but 
I think you could t- you could see he was genuinely surprised. Yeah. I think you could see that he genuinely knew it was her moment as well. The thi- well, I don't I don't think he did. This is where I think it's lacking. Is I think he doesn't have the same perspective on the situation as what Adele had a couple years ago, and he owes yeah. nothing to anybody. He doesn't owe it to her to stand on stage and be like, "This should have been her award," because th- there's actually multiple people in that category. Yep. who are in a similar well, her and Kendrick in particular in a very similar situation where they've been nominated almost I think Kendrick's been nominated three or maybe he's up to four times two now for album of the year and they've lost every single time and they keep getting relegated to the genre categories and people keep going like oh but Beyonce's like you know she's now the most decorated artist it's like it's not the point because every time it comes to the main race it's like being like you know what you're just you're very good at what you do but you're not the best out of everybody you know which yeah. is just crazy when you're talking about the most decorated artist in Grammy's history and one that they use to pull in viewers every year it's it feels like i don't know i feel like if i was her i wouldn't go anymore but maybe that's just my <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm just a cranky toddler. <laughs> well, she almost didn't. She only half went anyway. Yes. And poor old Gordon tra- traffic. Trevor Noah was like, Beyonce is here. And then 10 minutes later, was, Beyonce is on the way. <laughs> but that's what they kept saying. And they kept using <laughs> her as the whole basis for the show. And every headline today is Beyonce, 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 Beyonce Grammys. Yep. Like, they need, uh, we need like proper transparency on who's voting for these things. Like, I want to know. I want to know their demographic. I want to know their race. I want to know where they work. Like, we don't need names or addresses, but if she loses again, I will need those. Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> it really ma- It really does matter because these are, are sort of make or break decisions as to the history of music yeah. globally. And you pointed out very well on, on TikTok, and I don't like to spend the whole podcast saying go and check out TikToks because you should keep listening to this. Just press pause and don't listen to the rest. Yeah. It's all on TikTok. <laughs> the phenomenal disparity between Album of the Year winners... Um, can you explain what you that the sort of six that you put up? On, yeah, on so I just cherry pick six names. Yeah. The biggest, probably the biggest names, names in the artist of, of the artists of, of right now. Yeah, three white names, three POC names, and I said how many times that they've won in the major four categories. So Rihanna, Beyonce, Kendrick Lamar. I think it's pretty easy to say three of the most Easily. influential artists of this generation. Easily. Beyonce has one win, the others have zero. But then you go to Billie Eilish, Adele, and um, Taylor Swift. Taylor's got three, Adele's got seven, and Billie Eilish has got five. It's a phenomenal disparity. Which, it's so not clear. taking things away from those artists. No, it's you know, not. They're very deserved of that, and they've been hugely influential as well. But you've just got to look at the disparity and be like, there's something wrong here, and it needs to be fixed, because the Grammys is prolific, and it's forever going to be prolific, because artists keep putting a lot of energy and time into it, and yeah. viewers do well. And people care about it it's obvious people care about it and the discourse and the chart success that those poc artists have delivered at the same time as those white artists were delivering the chart success yeah and the conversation and the praise um it doesn't make sense it doesn't actually add up yeah if you're being very objective and analytical about it it doesn't add up and that comes down to who's voting for these things like sit there and tell me that rihanna hasn't made one record of the year not one umbrella we found love (laughs) only girl in the world like come on she's defined pop music for the last decade and we're gonna see that at the super bowl Um, very soon but enough ranting let's enough ranting everybody knows that the grammys is a rotting yeah of an award show i do want to shout one more thing though the kim petrus and sam smith Mm. moment that i thought was really important i was stoked to see them win that um yeah 
and I think Kim spoke really beautifully um, and it was really good of Sam to sort of let her have the, the limelight in that yeah. moment. And so she becomes the first openly trans woman um, to ever win um, and the second trans woman because there was uh, a producer who won, I think, Engineer of the Year it was in yeah. the 60s who came out about a decade later, um, wow. which, which makes Kim the second trans woman to ever win a, a Grammy, yeah. um, which is just insane like it's I nuts. she said this Grammy and she's right she's the second trans woman to win a Grammy but she's yeah. the first trans woman to win a major category Grammy S- so ever. Sophie was nominated but that's right she never won yeah yeah that's right okay um, it was so cool to see Sophie shouted out in that speech that actually made me really emotional it brought like goosebumps to my body yeah. seeing that award go to them I thought it was really cool the performance was a bit of a mess but you know we'll leave that for another day oh, stars. Uh, the reason that we were particularly emotional um, yesterday uh, well sorry it's a podcast you could be listening to this in two years uh, on the day of the Grammys is because the day before we were at the Laneway Festival in Sydney Australia which is yeah. a massive festival that's traditionally been about pretty much bringing the cream of the crop of the emerging artists and yep. the, the sort of indie artists. You don't have any major mainstream names on there, um, but, but some pretty heavy hitters. So this year's headliners, Haim, Phoebe Bridges, uh, Fred again, and other names. Um, they, that yeah. sounds about right. Yeah, they're yeah, kind we'll of the, the key that. names. Yeah. Um, which we, we, you know, we're not going to talk massively about a festival that happened in one place at one time, but there were a few moments, I think it's because it's one of the first festivals back after COVID and stuff. Yeah. There were some really beautiful moments there. Um, we, we saw Fred again, and you've seen Fred before. This, yep. is my, this was my first time. That was a trans, that was a tran, how do you say it? Transcendent. Moment. Transcendental yes. moment. Transcend- Tran- Transcend. Trans- <laughs> you know what I'm trying to do. <laughs> First openly transcendental moment of 2023. <laughs> and there is so much conversation about Fred and particularly from boring Australians who think that anything that's accessible is, is bad yeah. um, about you know, it, it not being a particularly intelligent style of dance music, which I fundamentally disagree with. I think it's quite a smart take on house music. But the yeah. way that it's all put together, the emotion that's carried through it, and Fred's commitment to the bit, and Fred's commitment yeah. to building a conversation and a constant connection with his audience is unparalleled, I think, at the moment. It was a beautiful, beautiful thing to witness. Yeah, I think people need to realise it's not about Fred, his set, really. I mean, he's become this kind of reluctant star, but... He's never, that's never been the focus. It's been about connecting all these people from different parts of the globe and finding the really like key message within their song that's that's universal and, and putting that into a different context and playing it out to audiences everywhere. And it's working because people are connecting. So you just, there's just no argument there in terms of it. It's, it's working. It's not the best set I've ever seen in my life, but it's pretty, it's, high up there for me like on an emotional level and it's just really cool to see all the like people that he brings that he he kind of uses their voices like he's got everybody from um angie mcmahon who's australian to then delilah who's a british singer and then like there's so many different names anyway you see them if you look at the album track list zero seven zero shake like yeah yeah so i think it's really cool what he's doing and like Tall poppy syndrome, you know. That, well, that's gonna... the thing. And it's been interesting having you in Australia the last few weeks because, you know, it, it's such a difference in the way that people react to things that are quote-unquote cool and yeah. quote-unquote, you know, th- there's just this sort of we don't want it to win and we don't want it to be exciting yeah. um, in Australia. And I say we 
excluding us, you know, and excluding a lot of Yeah, no, of we're not Australian, we're citizens of the globe. That's right. Yeah. I'm a sovereign citizen. This I don't identify. Is global. Yeah. I've always said that. <laughs> we we yeah, are citizens of anchor.fm. <laughs> <laughs> we live at anchor.fm. Is there anything else you want to touch on from Laneway? Uh, no, I was just going to say on that point, like I feel like a Caesar kind of person wouldn't make it as big in Australia as she would in the US because yeah. you get when you're a very cool artist and then you try to take it to the next level, everyone's like, ah, nah, yep. not cool enough anymore. Don't like it. Like, shut up. Just just support people. Just, just like stuff supportive. that's good and yeah. enjoy life and, and be joyous. And just be happy and just nothing should ever bother you. you know? <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Flop, stars. Do bop or flop. Let's run through some of the biggest songs of the week. The most exciting releases. We are weeks away from a Caroline Polachek album. When do we get it? We're so close. Is it next next seven days away? Seven it days comes away. On Valentine's Day, which is the 14th of February. 14th of February. You should yeah. know that. Yeah. You're well, actually, you're my friend Charlotte, shout out Charlotte if she listens. Yeah. She was getting married on the 12th of February last year, but I thought the 12th was Valentine's Day, so I told everybody she was getting married on Valentine's Day and caused mass confusion. <laughs> Oh, what a cute moment. Very good. Cute little <laughs> thing together. Uh, so we've got this new single, Blood and Butter. Is it a single or is it just a song? It's a song? Yeah, I don't know. I never know is. with Caroline. Yeah, it's there. It's yeah. out. It's from the album. Um, I love it, personally. Yeah. It's a, it's great. Another great Danielle Hall and Caroline moment. Very wistful. A little bit experimental. It's giving me like Savage Garden vibes in a certain way. That's a great shout. Yeah. So um, I, I want you. I, mean, I want I'm you is all over that. So huh? I want you from Savage Garden is all over. Yes, that I think yeah. I saw somebody say it sounds like I want you slowed down. Was that you? No. Yeah. But well, now I'm going to tweet that, that as if yeah. it was new information that I've provided to the audience. The verses are spectacular oh. on this song. Amazing. And then the amount of different notes that she heads into on that chorus as well. It's crazy. Like it just, it goes, it's like that, um, do re mi fa la da ba da. It's like that, but in an actual song and it's subtle as well. You didn't even like, you were like <laughs> two steps up the ladder. <laughs> Couldn't be bothering you. You were already, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get bagpipes. Bagpipes. Why do we yes, get bagpipes? I'm ready to see her on the Anzac Day float this year. <laughs> Supportive artists. Do they do a float? It's no, not the Macy. It's not don't. Macy's thing. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't expect bagpipes, but I'm here for it and excited about this album. Um, as someone who as by Pang, as a lot of you other can't people, say that it's one of our albums for this season. You've just given it away. No, I have. I, I did not give it away until you just gave it away. Well, they would. Instead know of doing it on the show, to it that you weren't going to like it. You don't. You do. Like I'm going to bleep out like that it. bit. I'm going to bleep out that bit where I say where I say give my opinion. Um, <laughs> so people are going to fill in the gaps and just presume what's happened. Um, but yeah, uh, excited for the album. There's a, a, a we're probably not allowed to say, but there's a song on it that's just going to blow everyone's minds it's as well. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Won't say what that's, it is. That is the most annoying thing that anybody can ever do is tease something that nobody else can hear right now. But sucked in. We've heard the album. We very rarely do that. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we hear a lot of stuff early because we're in the industry. Uh, the Ray album's out, which is <laughs> just oh, there's so. <laughs> That's very true. Um, thank you, Melody Fagani. Um, yeah, we are. We are. I mean, let's just talk about it. the album at large from start to finish. It's yeah. such an experiential oh album, isn't it? Incredible. 
it takes you on such a this is such a wanky. I know, word, but I know it takes right. you on such a journey. Like she's so angry at the start, and you go through all of it. And Ice Cream Man is one of the most chilling moments on the album. Like proper yeah. chills all over my body when that happens. Perfectly placed as well. Perfectly I think. placed because it's the moment when she like regains her confidence. Yes. But the anger is still there. And then when you get to like worth it and bus it down, I was like. I yeah. was beside myself. It's such a beautiful <laughs> moment. Like, the, yeah, and a lot. She's getting a lot of praise for it as she should. Yep. But yeah, Ice Cream Man, I think, is will go down as one of the most impressive songs of the year. Just the most flooring, and, and I think she does this a lot of times on this record. This the storytelling is just perfect. Yeah. Um, and she's, you know, her, she's such a good songwriter. She is, and she can do simple pop hooks but then she can also do really lyrically dense material at the same yeah. time and I think the way she manages to do both at once is just it's real. it's it's quite something it's one of those albums I'm going to go back on a lot of times yeah. because it, I almost in two listens that I've had have not managed to work out how she manages to make everything such a hook yeah yes. to say so much and in such clear detail and not wrap it up all up in metaphors I know how does it sound like a proper pep pop record when she's doing these things like yeah and I mean, crazy escapism is that example like yeah. number one single in the uk and it's so chatty yes that is one of the most bizarre like big songs of the last 10 years yeah. i feel like and mike sabbath is the producer all over it he yeah. produced Ma megan trainer's best song i was waves. about to say justice for waves and i hope that this provides some justice for yeah. waves that's a bop um, yeah, on. Ray album worth a, a, a go to I listen because uh, and and look I I remember saying on this podcast that I wasn't quite convinced I think this was just before escapism I wasn't quite convinced that this was going to be the album that breaks her through and that this was going to be the album that makes people stand up and pay attention yet I felt like yeah. she had too much to get out and too much to express yeah. that people would feel at times uneasy about coming yeah. in and, and accessing this. But when you listen to this album in total, it actually is extremely accessible. She's giving you yeah. such a window into the reality of it all and it's confronting at points, but it's the, it's the real deal. But then she gives that, that breath of fresh air at yeah. the end when she comes out with this joyous moment that there's a real arc to this whole album which the arc's critical really and she warns you at the start that intro and the way that that's she all does. constructed the jazzy kind of club thing it's and at the end when she's like thank you for listening it's so nice every artist should do that yeah. I need a thank you so I just need some attention <laughs> um, so Ellie Goulding Ellie Goulding like a saviour like now, I was pretty unconvinced by the last Ellie single, but I reckon I with this one, I'm much more on board. It's not changing the world, but it definitely feels like a... It, it's subtly influenced, like the Zara Larson Can't Tame Her, yeah. but a much more subtle way. It's definitely influenced by that kind of production, yeah. um, but it's much more... Um, the, like it's much more hooky It's much more catchy It's much more straightforward Kind of pop yeah. From her Which I like to hear Again it's not changing the world But it's a decent enough listen It's pleasant Well I think we've done a switcheroo oh A gosh. cheeky switcheroo Because I don't like this Really? One. And I loved the last one uh, This one just feels a bit basic Like it feels like She's just chasing a classic Ellie Pop dance Which hit. was There's my problem with the last one to grab onto it Really? Yes well, I don't know. Maybe we've been given the wrong songs. Maybe, our Maybe someone's done switched. a switcheroo on us. <laughs> oh, 
someone's gaslighting us with Ellie Goulding songs. Um, yeah, it's it's like, but again, it's nothing to set the world on fire. It's not good. No. It's not particularly exciting, but it's enough. No. It'll do. <laughs> uh, speaking of things to set the world on fire, Amory, sad bitch. Oh my gosh. Baby, so, lost, yeah, being a sad so bitch. we listened to this first. <laughs> Walking I think I told you it was called silly bitch. Silly bitch. You were t- for about three days. You said it was called silly bitch, and you walked down the street, <laughs> playing it out of your phone speaker, and I was like, oh yeah, this is fine. Having listened to it now a number of times, I really, really like it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like another proper moment for her. It's giving F R A E N D S. She's currently here in Australia. She's doing promo for the song America. as well. Is she she did some promo today. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna do well. I think. I've got a really good feeling about it. It's a good it. moment for her. I like this dark side that she's going down. Yeah. It's a little more edgy. It gives her a little more personality. I think everything else was a bit washed out. But it's also did. catchy and fun at the same time. Yeah, it is no. catchy and fun. It's got everything. Yeah, we're not being sad bitches this year. No. Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. Um, let's talk about Peach PRC. This new song, Perfect For You, which interpolates Paris Hilton's Stars Are Blind. She's yeah. been teasing it for months. It had the Paris tick of approval within about 12 hours of the first TikTok going up of it. And now the full what thing is out. I haven't heard it until I heard the full thing on Friday. And I actually didn't know that it was... <laughs> I- Took me so long to pick up the Paris Hilton. Did sample. you place it? it was I knew something? it was a sample. Yeah, but I was like, "God damn, what is that?" <laughs> and it frustrated the hell out of me on the first listen because I was like, "I need to know what this is." And then it, then it clicks for me. Always here for Stars of Blind, getting its yeah, getting its flowers once again. And I- this is just another fun pop moment from Peach. It is a fun pop moment from Peach. It's um. It's if you really read into the lyrics and you are engrossed in the Sydney music scene, it's quite controversial at points. Is it? Um, there are some very clear <laughs> mentions of real life human beings that. Oh my god! I want the tea. I'll show you after the podcast. It's pretty easy to read between the lines if you just think about musicians from Sydney and then read all the names that she's changed them to, which she's not done a very. Um, <laughs> she hasn't really changed them that much. She's changed one letter, um, but I think she. I really love the way Peach tells a story in these really sugary songs. Yeah. And, you know, I was listening to Forever Drunk again the other week when it was um, quite high in the Triple J Hottest 100. Yeah. And I was like, she's just really good at telling not particularly deep stories. And I, I think she could do that very well as well. Yeah. Um, but she's very, very good at just sort of explaining young love and young feelings. And um, I think she's done a really good job of it yeah. again with this one. Yeah, I um, agree. Yeah, and and the the Paris the Paris sample is just perfectly weaved in. I think her, to- her vocal tone is so beautiful as yeah, well. Yeah, her vocal tone's really good. Always yeah. love that. It's really captivating. Um, so that's a bop. Is that everything a bop so far? No, flop for Ellie from me. But from you, you gave that yeah. a bop. Yeah, I haven't had it. You're feeling quite positive today. I've no got sad a- bitch moves from you. <laughs> no silly bitch moves from you either. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a s- Dane, uh, Dane yeah. So Dane, Dane and Peach having a little. Yeah, on socials. That was an interesting moment. I'm not going to make a comment on that one. It's very rare I don't make a comment, but it involves people that I don't know quite personally. I don't feel like it either. I've no, had too, I've had too much back and forth with <laughs> Harry Styles fans today. I'm exhausted. <laughs> um, look, Dane had a point. Uh, I think this is one of my f- probably my favourite Dane song. And yeah, I think it's, it's really the, probably the hookiest Dane song besides Boy Thoughts. And yes, totally. Yeah. They're probably my two favourites. Yeah, I think so. I think they are 
playing with those sounds and, and amazing people like Hard Eyes and Lonely Speck are doing the perfect kind of production to match the mood of their of their yeah. work. And I'm really excited to hear what this EP sounds like from Dane, who I think uh, Dane is probably equal parts the most honest and yet the most experienced, uh, mysterious person mm-hmm. making pop music at the moment, at least yeah. out of out of Australia. But they're moving very, uh, they're moving further and further away from like that quintessential hyper pop sound that everybody was doing yeah. and they're really forging their own path with this music it's and a rock I'm song. obsessed with what's happening it it's is a, a rock it's song. a rock song it's a rock song it's a rock song love <clears throat> um bop 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 shania twain best friend yeah we're best friends that's who we are it's cute <laughs> three two one flop <laughs> it's cute everything off this it's album is absolutely shit it's just it's just clutching at straws from one of the greatest pop artists to ever do it yeah Really clutching at ideas here, making the most basic kind of thing you possibly could, and I think potentially not. Nah, I'm not going to say legacy ruining, but it's it's just feeling very. There's nothing to it. Very blah. Very blah. Very blah. Poor old Shania. And the final one, you can introduce it because you're keen on this. Shout out to Hamish Kilsby who sent me this song on the weekend and said, "I know you like this." That's what he sounds like. Um, Katie, that sounds quite rude. I hope he's not. No, he actually does sound like that, and he'd be fine with that impression. Okay. Katie, yeah. Uh, Katie Baser is. She's from the UK. Uh, she's signed to EMI Records. Like a turkey baser? Uh, no, that's no, a baser. turkey baser. Yeah, okay. very different thing. This is like a baser, like a based person, but add R instead of D at the end. Um, <laughs> it's called... Like the base t- god. Yeah, um, yeah. Lil B. Okay. Yeah. Um, 2020s. Uh, you'll immediately feel <laughs> Charlie, and then you'll hear a bit of Lily Allen, and then after five listens, you'll hear Cher Lloyd's uh, Want You Back. Which is a classic. Except perfectly 2020, enough of her personality in the verses to make this an absolute belter. Um, one of my favourite pop songs I've heard this year so far. Wow. Just, it, it's it, only been like 35 days this year. Know, it's not been many. But it, and this came out like three weeks ago as well and we've just crowbarred it in. Um, there's something about it. There's something really, really cool about it. I think I have just enough these days of, a ro- of room for simple but smart pop. Yeah. Like this. Yeah, totally. There's such a space for it. And this fills it so well. It's not particularly trying to change the game. And I kind of need that every now and then. Yeah, uh, there's we t- such a space. We talk about it. that Ellie song. That's not doing enough personality for me to think that it's not changing the game while still being interesting. Yeah. But this Katie song. Is bringing it. Yeah. Yeah. I get totally what you mean. Um, yeah. Definitely worth a full listen because you've heard about three seconds of the podcast due to copyright laws. Um, that is it for the pop in. Our first, so housekeeping, we're going to do pop in Tuesdays, <laughs> flop stars Thursdays now. Emu Parade Friday. <laughs> <laughs> and then camp's done and you can all go home. <laughs> Did, what was the Emu Parade? What do you mean, what's the Emu Parade? You never did an Emu Parade? No. You had to like line up. Like at camp or on an oval at school or whatever and pick up trash. But you go in a line so you wouldn't miss anything. And they called that an emu parade. Yeah. We grew up in the same area. They should do that with the Grammys. Get people to stand in line, pick up the trash as they go so they don't miss anything. <laughs> I had a Bonnie Raid on Who my Who would you shoulder. take out? <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. She's a legend. Come for him. Um, we are at Flopstars Pod on the socials. I'm nickkelly.mp3. He's PopSamCam. And we will catch you uh, yeah, Thursday for our first full season episode. Yeah. Um, if you it's make already it far, recorded. Let's it's in the bank. It, it's in the bank. It's definitely coming yeah. out. 
Um, do we give a hint if people made it this far in the pop-in? I'm pretty sure we gave a hint last week yeah, as well. So it's out. You could just say it if you want. It's just Taylor Swift lover. Um, I actually think it's already on Twitter. So Yeah, it's at literally everywhere. It's somewhere. This is not, not kept secret. Yeah. All right, we'll catch you soon. Give us a rate and review. Share this podcast with someone who loves pop music and talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.